listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Little did you know, here in the City of Madison Engineering Division, we have pollinator specialists. And I have quite the buzz phrase here, Bumblebee Brigade. Yes, you heard me right. More on that in just a minute. Uh, here to make our yards a little bit better for the pollinators, a little more friendly, and explain what the buzz is all about in the City of Madison uh, for our pollinators is Madison Engineering Division Greenway Vegetation Coordinator, Maddie Dumas, and Conservation Technician, Emily Jorgensen. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. We were talking about uh, this before we started. How many bee puns can we include in this? Probably a lot. <laughs> I thought, you know what? This could be a really great experience to talk about bees. Pollinators. Pollinators aren't just about bees, and we'll talk about that also in just a minute. Um, first off, it is National Pollinator Week. Happy National Pollinator Week. Don't jump out of your seat. You're all excited. Um, every year, there is a National Pollinator Week. Lots of ways to engage in your community in different ways. By the time you hear this, this week will most likely be passed, but it's really never too late to support our pollinators or even just learn a little bit more about it. Um, before we dig in, please both explain your role here at City Engineering. Maddie, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right, Hannah, we should be celebrating pollinators all season long. Year-round. And Yeah, absolutely. That's part of what uh, my job and Emily's job is here with City Engineering. We work on the city's 1,600-plus acres of stormwater land, and our goal is to increase the biodiversity on the land, improve the ecosystem services, and, um, and even the aesthetics by trying to bring in more native plants and create habitat for our, our bee-friendly um, animals and, and other pollinators. Emily, what do you do day to day? Day to day, just as Maddie said, we're trying to increase the biodiversity of the land that stormwater engineering uh, has. So we have over 30 rain gardens that we work on, numerous ponds and greenways, and we're just working to do a lot of invasive plant species control and introduce as many native species as possible. Oh, so much, so much. Always, always so busy busy like bees. Okay, um, I think what's my count? I think we're at two now. At least uh, yeah. at we least gotta do better. We have to do better. We have there there are more opportunities. Um, okay, let's start basic. For anybody who isn't pollinator super knowledgeable, um, what are they? Pollinators, for people who may not know um, specifically, and this group does mean more than bees, right? So um, although we are talking about bees and we're talking about ways to support other, um, I guess, pollinator folks, um, but I guess, what are pollinators? Pollinators are essential to life on Earth. Pollinators are animals that uh, help a plant with its reproductive cycle. So they typically would move pollen from one plant to another plant, which would allow that plant to then set seed, and it allows that seed to be more genetically diverse. So. Uh, we Wait, rely. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, <laughs> I so have to pump the brakes for a sure. second. Sure, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Um, well, some plants are able to reproduce just with the individual plants, so they can self-reproduce. Um, but if we cross-pollinate, if we take the uh, genetic material from one plant and we combine it with the genetic material from a different plant of the same species, uh, we will get an individual that has um, more diverse DNA. 
which can uh, provide different mutations that can help that plant survive different conditions. So we, the name of the game in life is diversity and biodiversity in particular, and pollinators help uh, even individual plant species be more diverse. So that's really important. And in fact, I think it's about 80% of plants rely on a pollinator of some sort to reproduce. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Hannah, that's not just bees, that's butterflies and wasps and moths and ants. The wasps too? Birds and bats. Yeah, oh. even the wasps. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hummingbirds. Okay. Yep. Well, I, well, I'm not, I don't care for wasps. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not having like a confession here, but it's a... We need the wasps. We need the wasps too. They have their role. Yep. And a lot of our native wasps are not the wasp you're thinking of that are gonna swarm you and sting you. A yeah, lot of them. That's exactly what I'm. They thinking don't really of care. Like... They're individual nesters that nest in the ground. Okay. They're focused on getting their food from floral resources, and they're not bothered by you. Okay. Well, that's a good. It's a good point because when you say wasps, everyone's like, if who's not in this like world of understanding everything, they're like, no, I don't. <sighs> But that's not the same. Not necessarily, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Butterflies, too. Mm-hmm. Butterflies, too. Yeah. And ants. All sorts of all sorts of Beetles. Yeah. Yep. Beetles. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got all, all sorts of friends. Um, okay. Uh, there is this thing called the Bumblebee Brigade. Um, it's a volunteer program, from what I understand. It's not our program, but um, it's a one one way of many that you can kind of educate yourself about well, this one is specifically bumblebees. Can you just share a little bit about it generally? And um, yeah. Absolutely. So the Wisconsin Bumblebee Brigade is coordinated by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Can you say that a few times in a row? Bumblebee Brigade. Bumblebee Brigade. <laughs> they shorten it to B3. Oh, so if they? we say B3, that's what we mean. It's a lot easier to say. Okay. Um, B3. This is good. Yeah. Just in. All right. So in essence, it's a community-based science monitoring project where anybody from our level at the city to individual people with yards can participate in surveying for bumblebees um, in the state of Wisconsin and that information is logged and that data is used um, for different management decisions and the like and just to like get more information about how these bumblebee species are doing. So in Wisconsin we have 20 species of bumblebee. There's not just the one And uh, of those species, one is listed as federally endangered, which is the rusty patch bumblebee. Seven are considered state species of greatest conservation need. An additional three are classified by the state as species with information needs. So, yeah, getting as much data as possible is really helpful to understand how these bees are doing and understand how we can help them. So we are participating partially because... Like, this is why we do work increasing native plants, is to provide resources for these bumblebees. Um, And so in our day-to-day work, we see a lot of bumblebees around. And what a survey may look like, it can be just like, oh, I see a bumblebee. Let's try to snap a video so we can identify it and upload it to the Bumblebee Brigade website. Which sparks a lot of fun chases in the field, as you can imagine, because (laughs) bees are fast. They are very fast. You know, they do have a lot of, um, and we'll talk more generally about pollinators, obviously, our conversation centered around, but the Bumblebee Brigade, B3, 
They have so many awesome resources on the website as well. Um, can you tell them a public information officer? I'm trying to connect anybody who's listening to this to information so they can learn a little bit more. Um, they do have a really nice bumblebee guide. Yes. That shows all the different types. And yeah, bumblebees are not just black and yellow. There's certain stripes and... I was actually pretty blown away by that, and it's a good point that you make to get a video of it if you can find, and then identify instead of like, you know, looking and trying to figure out. I don't know. I don't know what the proper way to identify a bumblebee is. I, I would imagine anybody who's not in that realm understands that, but that's a good tip. Well, we are very new to it as well. Like, as of last year, I just would see a bumblebee and go, "Hey, that's a bumblebee." <laughs> Um, and I'm still kind of there. Like it's it's not easy to learn, but this the website has a lot of great resources. It has guides with pictures, um, mm -hmm. kind of showing you like, okay, these are the stripes that I'm seeing on this bumblebee. Um, it looks like it might be this species. Um, kind of like a little guide to like um, what the males and the females look like. They also have training videos and little mini quizzes that you can take. And it's also important to know that like you're not expected to do this on your own. Um, those surveys that you submit go through pollinator experts, bumblebee experts who know exactly what they're looking at. And so even if you guess wrong what the species is, a specialist is going to take a look at that and see that and, and log the correct information. But And we've been combining uh, the B3 work with um, posting through a different citizen science monitoring resource, which is iNaturalist. So oh. if we if we want an answer maybe even quicker, um, you can upload the photo that you took of the bumblebee you have yet to identify. Um, and it's a great way to crowdsource information. Folks can respond, oh, I know what that is. I know what kind of bumblebee that is. And they can type in their guesses or answers and, and maybe you get consensus or maybe you get just some ideas that can help push you towards the correct bee identification. So um, iNaturalist is another great resource that we have been trying to, to use a bit more this summer. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's really fast. Like you can just, if you need to take a break for some water and you see something interesting, you can snap a photo on your phone and upload it and have people commenting on it in like 30 seconds it takes to upload and then people are into it. So they are responding with like, oh, that's this type of species wow. right away. Wow. People loving it. It sounds like sweet as honey, <laughs> maybe. Um, we did want to talk, I, I do want to mention it real quick. We were talking about this too. Honeybees, bumblebees, are they the same? Are they different? Well, so B3 is focused on um, getting people to identify and and note what our native bumblebees are doing, what native. resources they're using. Native. Yep. Okay. And our honeybees are not native. So honeybees play an important role in um, crop production, and they're an, an important agricultural resource, and they can assist with pollination of native plants in, in natural areas. Um, but uh, they are not native, and um, so as such, we're not including them necessarily in this study. Although when we snap a picture, if we're not sure what it is and it's a, a honeybee, then that's just another piece of information that can help us figure out what our um, our stormwater land is being used for and, and by which insects. So Interesting. Okay. Well, we don't have to do bee puns the whole time. Um, it's just <laughs> very interesting because um, that resource, was it iNatural? iNaturalist. iNaturalist. Um, and that can be not just bees, right? Is that other other... It can be plants. It can be 
mammals. It can be anything. You oh. can even upload, if you hear a bird, you can upload the sound of that bird and they'll identify it for what? you. Yeah. I think Emily uploaded some, some frog some sounds. Some frogs. We were trying to figure yeah. out what species. So. But yeah, that <laughs> one's been serious? a hot dispute. Yeah. yeah. So, it, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. So it's really helpful to have, like, it. it's so fast to do in the field, especially, like, if it's hot and you need, like, just, like, a, a minute break to just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll upload some plants on the phone. It's super valuable data to know what is using our stormwater land. Like, are we providing good resources with the work that we're doing? I think it's a little overwhelming for p- people who are trying to just get into it too, right? There's all the plant names, all of the species names, you know, all, all the different elements. It's, it's not just, oh, that's a flower or, oh, that's a bee. There's just so much more to it. So what a great resource. Um, resources online. Okay, so we talked about Bumblebee Brigade. We talked about um, the iNaturalist, um, and they're not um, sponsoring this podcast either, <laughs> but they just got a real nice plug. Um, we have, you know, there's so much to find online. Um, we also have resources on our engineering website. Um, as far as bees, especially, we have Bee City USA um, information. But um, we want to talk about pollinators and like how we can include them in our yard to make it more friendly. So, where do you want to go from here? Um, what do you want people to know about when it comes to picking things for their yard or not mowing or I, I you know, I don't know. Yeah, how can we help our pollinators? Uh, well, plants, plants, and more plants, and specifically native plants. So um, the more diverse you can make your yard, the better. Uh, I, I think it's not uncommon for a typical yard to have um, maybe just a handful of species. It could be a tree, it could be a couple shrubs around the foundation, and then, you know, turf grass. So if you can um, balloon that number of species to, you know, a couple dozen or more, um, particularly if you're adding native plants, you're going to be providing a lot more resources to pollinators and other insects. Um, there's some interesting studies that came out of B3 that Emily was looking at. Yeah, so um, <laughs> focusing on what you as individual community scientists can do, a study came out of the Bumblebee Brigade project um, that basically showed what floral resources are being used by the endangered rusty patch bumblebee in the Midwestern United States. The rusty being the one that's federally endangered. Yes. Yes. Okay. So really valuable information of what species of native plants and other plants they were seeing these rusty patch bumblebees use and at what times of year and Mm. what they were most preferring, what species they wanted to use the most and were using the most. And so from that, they have this whole study that lists all the things that they've been using. So, And these are all things that would look awesome in someone's yard. And these are all plants that we have bountiful amounts of in on our stormwater land, in our rain gardens, in our ponds. So species like wild bergamot or bee balm, oh, yeah. joe pieweed, culver's root, the hyssops, goldenrods, pale purple coneflower. And so from this data collected by a community of of scientists, this paper came out and it really is helpful for guiding management decisions. So for example, um, there is a new rain garden being created on one of the engineering facilities land. Mm-hmm. And we use the this study to decide what plant species we are gonna be putting in that rain garden so that we could potentially attract some nearby rusty patch bumblebees and see if they wanna use that space. We're calling it the rusty patch rain garden. Yes. I was just gonna say, this one's for you, Rusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> but seriously, we wanna we wanna help that species out, correct? Yes. Yep. Yes. And all of our bee species. And really, you know, planting yeah. any of these native species will help, you know, ideally this federally endangered bee, but but any other native 
insect species that are in the area. So. Yes, they often use these, wow. these species. And, you know, you're saying some of these names prior to working in engineering, I would not have a clue what those mean. But um, being in engineering and, and knowing our website, we have information about all of these sort of plants. And we have Plant of the Week and blogs and things where if you want to learn up and kind of know the lingo a little bit more, um, those are in our area. Those are plants we already have. We already have access to those those natives to help the rusty bee. Absolutely, yep. And some of them are naturally occurring, and some of them we've we've included in our seed mixes on our stormwater land. So we are actively adding back these native species to the landscape species that were here for hundreds of years before. So yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, resources, more resources. Um, we have pollinator pointer videos on the City of Madison Engineering Division website. Um, they're little one-minute videos, um, not just focusing on the bees, but they're with both Maddie and Emily um, talking about different pollinator pointers. Um, if you want people to walk away from this you know, 20-minute podcast with any call to action, what would you want them to do? They stop listening to this, they go home, what can they do for their pollinators? Even if they're not planting, maybe they are, I don't know. What's one thing that they could do, um, I guess, today? I want people to take away from this. Um, we talk a fair amount about the climate crisis that we're facing, but we are also facing a biodiversity crisis. Um, something like 40% of all insect species are declining globally, um, and insect species <clears throat> are the most numerous group of species on planet Earth. So if we want to help uh, with this climate or biodiversity crisis, one thing we need to do is just plant more native plants in our yards. So think about removing um, a section of your yard that's in turf grass or, you know, it's just maybe less diverse and, and really increasing the number of species that you have there. And how, go ahead, Emily. Did you have yeah, something to add? Stemming from Matt, what Maddie said, um, this decade is actually the UN decade of ecosystem restoration stemming from that like huge biodiversity loss that we're facing and all life stems from it, insects, and then up from there, like, Everything needs stuff to eat, and they eat insects, so we want to support our birds and everything that goes along with that. So so I basically missed the the lead. We buried the lead here. <laughs> well, we want to bury the plants so yes. that we can get more this is good. diversity in our yards. And, and Hannah's absolutely right. We have so many resources on our website. We have lists of native plants. We have rain garden planting plans, um, and we have all sorts of resources Um anything you might want to look up uh, where you can get your native plants and how you can install those native plantings all on our website all on the website and we'll be pushing out more um one last little question because i think a lot of people um, when they think of their yard they well some people they use fertilizers they use things and we do have a podcast episode about fertilizers and ways you can kind of cut back and still have a really pretty green lawn um but I think there's there's two points there, the fertilizers and, you know, I have this big, big weed in my yard and I, you know, I don't want it there. Address that, I guess, if you want to speak to that. And then the second thing is the mowing. Um, so, you know, as a city, we're kind of going through like a low mow May every year. Um, but we're also, you know, touching on this. We don't have to get way into the weeds or even into um, any sort of plants, but I guess, can you speak to either one of those when it comes to pollinators in our yards? Absolutely. Uh, you know, a weed is just a plant that's not wanted in an area, right? But there are weeds that can be more or less aggressive. So if the name of the game is biodiversity, 
Um, maybe you don't want uh, to let an invasive, aggressive plant um, take over the corner of your yard that you're, you're trying to um, create a more diverse planting in. So thinking about which species are appropriate for which size area you have is, is a good idea. On a larger scale, we know that um, bees nectar on Canada thistle, and that's a pretty aggressive invasive plant, but maybe where it exists um, in between you know, monocultures of agricultural row crops, maybe that's uh, an additional resource we can offer bees there. Probably don't want it in your yard, right? So there are um, uh, scales that we need to think about, and I think a good rule of thumb is um, <clears throat> am I, do I have the diversity in my yard that I want, and is one plant maybe taking over a little bit too much? Maybe try and scale it back, maybe pull a little bit of that out if it is. The big prickly weed in my my yard, do you know what that one is? There are oh, many prickly So plants. many, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a whole nother. Maybe we'll do a 20-minute podcast just on the prickles. Um, anything else you want to add about this topic that we didn't cover as we wrap up? Um... Well, I I'll just share one more resource that people perfect. can check out, which is a book um, by Douglas Tallamy called Bringing Nature Home. And it kind of talks about how biodiversity in the individual homeowner's yard can do so much good. And it also talks about the myth of native plantings and how they don't necessarily have to look like a crazy jungle. Like you can tailor it to what you like for your yard and your space and still have that biodiversity. Ha. <sighs> Again, very, very good. Thank you both for being here. Um, we cut down on the bee puns. It's okay. Our count was low. That's fine. It's not all about bees. We have to work on the biodiversity of everything else in our yards. We'll have and... to do wasp puns next time. Hannah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Wrapping up. Thank you so much. Uh, for anyone listening, if you have any more questions about this topic or anything else you'd like us to chat about, please click over to the City of Madison Engineering Division Facebook page because we're here for you as a resource every day in engineering. Mm -hmm.